Welcome to the Pop Culture Tournaments Podcast, where we discuss and debate past results as well as entries in upcoming tournaments hosted in the Facebook group Pop Culture Tournaments. Pop Culture Tournaments is where you can vote on the best of the best of pop culture in tournaments set up in the style of the NCAA basketball tournament. And now, here are your hosts, Dan, Rob Matthews, and Bruce Slat Beach. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Tournaments. I'm Rob. I'm Slat. And I'm Dan. Today, we're going to review the Greatest Love Song Tournament and take a look ahead at our next one, The Greatest Marvel Superhero, which starts Monday, March 1st. But first, we're going to welcome in our very special guest. He is a prolific freelance artist who has worked on <laughs> titles and characters from many publishers, including DC and Marvel. He does great work, and I'm proud to say I own a few pieces of it, and they are hanging on the walls behind me. I'm a patron on his Patreon.com page and have followed him for about a year and a half or so. And I always enjoy what he shares. It's my pleasure to welcome John, Jolden Johnny Lucas. Welcome to Pop Culture Tournaments, John. Thank you for making time for us. Oh, thanks for asking me. It's good to know I'm still alive. <laughs> Indeed. Obviously, we asked John to join us because we're going to be voting on Marvel Heroes starting Monday. Uh, John, to kick things off, can you talk about some of the work you've done for Marvel? What titles, characters, stuff like that oh, that you geez. can remember? You know, I... I've... <laughs> It, I can't remember why I had to think about it the other day. Somebody asked me what I was doing and I drew a blank. Um, I mean, I've, if anybody, if people know me, it's, it's probably, uh, they know me from the arc of Deadpool that I drew, or they know me because I inked, um, I, I was actually an inker. I did a lot more inking at Marvel for, uh, than, than I did drawing. Okay. And I, I inked, uh, Isad Rabik on, uh, Uncanny X-Force, um, um i inked uh Hiroma penna on um some wolverine christmas special i inked uh um uh sebastian Fimara on uh master kung fu spider island and then i also you know i just uh i used to joke around um uh that there's such a good buddy of mine who's a really big name in comics uh, I used to joke around and say that if he's the Derek Jeter of comics, I'm the Louise Soho. So you know, I'm, 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 I'm the late inning utility infielder who doesn't have a big bat, but uh, uh, I'm good with the glove. Nice. Nice. So. I love it. So what are... What are some of the books or, or magazines or artists, the, the stuff that you remember from your youth? Like what got you hooked into the life that led to this, eventually you becoming a comic book artist yourself? Um, Conan. I yeah. was a big Conan mm -hmm. fan. I didn't start reading comics until I was about 14, I don't think. I mean, usually about the time when people stop uh, about 13 or 14, I got into them okay. uh, because I was reading the Conan books and then a buddy of mine that I went to school with he brought a Conan comic to school. It was, I, I remember which one it was. It was, uh, is it number seven, The God in the Bowl, drawn by Barry Smith? I think it's seven. Um, and it just blew my mind. I have it on my spinner rack over here. I can grab it if I need to. Awesome. But, um, and it just blew my mind. And then I wound up going to the, there was one comic shop in town at the time. And I went and discovered Savage Sword of Conan. And so the black and white and the larger, that really, that blew me away. And through that, I got into Cole, the John Severin Coles, um, or Marie and John Severin Coles. And then the Plug and the Plug blew my mind when he took over and collected nothing but like barbarians and stuff like that for a little while until I discovered uh, the X-Men. Yeah. And then I, that got me into superheroes. Well, and I cool. became a John Byrne fanatic. So. <clears throat> same yeah same yeah that's cool I, I had a friend who uh was a farmer lived down the country and and uh he was the one that had those those uh coming in those big you know big titles like you were talking about so i read yeah. those and then uh a comic book store opened in in my hometown and and uh, wandered down there one day and same got hooked on the x-men drew me right in and so very yeah, well, my, my, my cousin, Sherry, I have a cousin who is, we were the same age and somehow she wound up getting a subscription and she had an issue of X-Men and gave it to me. Okay. And so that's how I got into it. Yeah. That's cool. otherwise I don't know that I would have ever picked up another superhero comic. Wow. 
my mom was a manager at a video arcade oh, in, right on. The, in the early 80s. And um, somebody, I was in there one day with her as she was working and, and uh, somebody left a comic book in, in that, in that uh, arcade. And it oh, was wow. Obnoxio the Clown versus the I remember X-Men. that one. I yeah. And I read it. I'm like, I told my mom, like, this is really cool. And she said, well, a comic book store just opened around the corner. They probably got yeah. it from there. Why don't you go check it out? And boom, that was, that was it. So what got me into comics is a little bit similar to Lucas. I didn't get into it until I was about 12 or 13. And a big reason for that was because I grew up in an extraordinarily small town. We're talking 600 people and you're like 30 minutes away from any place that's over a thousand people. So super small. There were no comic book stores. There was no cable television. There was three channels on television and that's all you had. I didn't get into comics until the Tim Burton Batman movies came out and at that point i was just like oh my gosh this was so like surreal so fun so interesting that i would start going to one of those towns that had over a thousand people which was galesburg illinois by the way rob that's not far from me 45 minutes uh, more i grew up yeah and batman was the the first comic books that i got into and of course x-men followed like that was hard to beat stuff it was great material. John, on your uh, on your Patreon page, we, the patrons, have been treated to works in progress uh, as, you, as you do stuff, as you're inking stuff, as you're drawing stuff. And and one of those things that you, that you post that I'm I really- I can't announce to... one of them. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, so I can't talk about it. Okay. The main one, the main <laughs> what... project that I can't okay. talk about. Okay. All right. So are there things- Initials that MH. Okay. All right. Well, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> thanks for uh, it, cutting it that off. It hasn't been announced yet, so okay. I-, I I, I don't think I can talk about it. All right. So we can tease it. And like, if you'd like to know what the big project coming up is, you can head over to your Patreon page and, uh, and, see and not little, see it. And get it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to throw some change down. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, picks, yeah. and it's super cheap. I mean, uh, you know, it's very affordable. It's for, for great content. I would recommend that going to Patreon and, and checking it out and looking for John Lucas and it's worth it for me. Is there, are there, is there well, stuff there awesome. from that page that you, that you can talk about? Oh, everything except that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Not that there's goblins. much other than that. Yeah. The goblins thing that I'm working on with my buddy, it's part of zine quest three, uh, which I guess is a thing. Um, it's <laughs> he's doing a dungeons and dragons uh, related uh, zine. It's 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 all going on right now. There are a ton of zines on Patreon, and it's under the the the, the umbrella of Zine Quest. And uh, he and I, he he is a buddy of mine. We went to high school together in a little town in Texas, and have remained. He I refer to him as him as my baby brother all the time because uh, cool. he's a, like a year or two younger than me, and uh, we've just we've we've been that close for that long. And he's also a really good writer and a funny writer. And he and I have worked on some things together. He wrote uh, a short story that he and I did for strange sports stories for Vertigo. Uh, that's basically us doing our, uh, we're being count, uh, uh, Conan fans were big Robert E. Howard fans. He's really involved in the, 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 the Howard days stuff and down in Cross Plains, Texas, and as part of Ray Hoopa or Ray Hoopa, which is like a Robert E. Howard fan group that's been around forever. And uh, the the story we did for Strange Sports Stories is basically our Steve Costigan, which I don't know if you're a Robert E. Howard fan. He did a humorous sailor boxer, which is my favorite Robert E. Howard. And he and I have been wanting to do um, a Steve Costigan forever. And when I was asked to be in the, the anthology, I immediately asked my editor, I said, can I, can I get a buddy of mine to, to work on it with me? And so we did that. Nice. That's so awesome. if you're a Robert E. Howard fan or you like humorous stuff, uh, check out uh, find uh, Robert E. Howard's uh, Sailor Steve Costigan, or it's also, he would submit them to boxing pulps. And if they got declined from the first choice, he would change all the names of the characters in the book and submit it to another boxing thing under the name Dennis Dorgan. So if you can find the, the Incredible Adventures of Dennis Dorgan, that's a collection of the boxing stuff. It's hilarious. Okay. Hilarious. And also, yeah, yeah, go find the Strange Board Stories, number two. I'm in it. 
but he's all and he's writing part of the uh, i'm sorry I've, i'm all over the place i'm so scatterbrained but he's writing part of the uh the book that shall not be named okay <laughs> <laughs> but and he's doing the zine yeah it's called gob gob smack i think is what it's called and it's on zine quest okay and i'm doing a bunch of illustrations for it and they're sort of silly i was working on one when right before this started all right cool and you had something that just came out, right? The, um, is that what you were just talking about? That just came out where you had you were you were one of the artists in the of the numerous artists in this book. Oh, you know, like a short story. Uh, yeah, it's available right now. Thank you You're for right. reminding me. I completely yeah. spaced that. I'm super excited about it. Actually, uh, I'm also a big fan of the old underground comics. Right. And uh, one of my favorites uh, was Slow Death that came out from uh, Last Gasp. Tons of the great underground artists work for him. Jack Jackson, Richard Corbin, Crumb did stuff for it. Greg Irons, Dave Sheridan, tons of great stuff in, in the old Slow Death anthology. Well, they're putting out a, uh, Last Gasp is putting out a, I believe it's the 50th anniversary of the first Slow Death. Uh, so they're putting out Slow Death Zero, and it's a, a graphic novel uh, anthology. And I have, I guess, technically, this is my first published work as a writer i wrote a little short story and drew it if you're not familiar with slow death it was its tagline was something along the line again i got on a spinner rack i can grab it but it's a it's an ecologically minded anthology uh, with an underground sensibility so there are futuristic stories where post-apocalyptic and then there are other uh, uh historical things and it's all dealing with uh, how we're trashing the environment but you know it's it's you know, it's not, well, it is a tree hugger thing, but it's also very, very entertaining. And Richard Corbin, who I love Richard Corbin, who unfortunately died recently, he was in a lot of the slow deaths is why I originally started buying them. And he's in this one. And it is unfortunately probably uh, the last Richard Corbin story that we'll see print. So that's going to be in there. There's uh, a Robert Crumb story that um, it's, it's a reprint, but it hasn't been reprinted since the 70s it's going to be in there they found uh, artwork uh, of greg irons who is no longer with us they found some greg irons artwork that was meant to be published in the old slow death but no joke fell behind a filing cabinet so they found it and it's going to be in there um there's a william stout story in it there, there are tons of great artists uh the most of the surviving slow death artists are in it there's a rick veach story in it there's a brian talbot story in it uh there's there's going to be tons of great stuff that i'm i'm forgetting and then there are a bunch of newer artists uh that are going to be in, like uh mike dubich who's a great artist he's doing a couple of stories for it yeah and it's it's available through last gasp out in california the old underground publisher is still around so if you go to lastgasp.com you can order it there well, that's really cool and I, I would have to imagine that you've met a lot of really cool people in the industry and you, you, you probably have a, a lot of stories of who you've rubbed elbows with and, and worked with and stuff, but to have someone that you look up to or who you've admired their work and then to appear in the same issue of them, yeah, that, that really has to be cool to see your name on the same page. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, I've unfortunately never met Richard Corbin, but still, yeah, you're very, you're very right. I mean, one of the reasons I was most excited about being in this, apart from just having been a big fan of, of the undergrounds and this one in particular was that I was going to be in a comic with Richard Corbin and Robert Crumb and Bill Stout, who I have met once and is a very nice guy. And he's an amazing artist. I mean, I've, Bill Stout worked in the undergrounds and has also worked in film forever. That's really cool. Yeah, if, if, if you don't know uh, William Stout's artwork, look him up. He's incredible. I, I recognize that I'm not in the same comic book league as you two. You two are like so far more knowledgeable than I am that I'm just kind of like absorbing it and taking it in. So Slat doesn't read comics and has no knowledge of any of this, which is why he's you're not going to hear much out of him. But when you do, it'll be funny. Exactly. No pressure, Slat. Exactly. No pressure. The only thing that I can add at this point is that Galesburg, they're the silver streak. That is correct. That's true. <laughs> that is correct. Do you know and, and so I, the actual town like, I was in was Williamsfield? Do you know what Williamsfield is? Not the silver streaks. That is not. <laughs> they are the bombers. And I misspoke. I said 30 minutes. 
or 30 miles. What I meant was 30 minutes. Right. That's how we measure distance. Yeah. And because I'm a comic nerd, Silver Street Comics was the uh, where the first appearance of the Golden Age Claw and the Golden Age Daredevil. So wow. drawn by drawn by Jack Cole, creator of Plastic Man. See, I, I was able to tie that's it a, in. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that is an excellent contribution, Slat. That's Thank really you. way to way to Slat. Well, I'm not giving you credit for anything. That was a mis- that was an accident <laughs> that he bailed you out for. Okay, and that's uh, unlike unlike mm. Lucas. I have no glove, but I do have a big bat. but you haven't needed that glove in years slat let's be honest i haven't needed the bat in years is what you mean no i meant you haven't needed a glove (laughs) (laughs) not a euphemism all right so uh the first round of the of the greatest marvel superhero tournament as usual, we have 64 entries divided into four regionals. The regionals in this tournament were named after the birthplace or the hometown of the top-rated superhero in each regional. And the first one we have is the Cold Lake, Alberta, Canada regional. In that regional, we see uh, number 15, Banshee, is going to play number two, Thor. Number 10, Black Bolt, is up against number seven, Gambit. Number 11, Luke Cage, is taking on number six, Cyclops. The 14th seed is Jessica Jones, and she's playing number three, Doctor Strange. The 13th seed is Adam Warlock playing number four, Punisher. Number 12, Angel is up against number five, Mr. Fantastic. Number nine is Bucky Barnes, and he's playing number eight, Nick Fury. And the final game in the Cold Lake Regional is number 16, Nova, taking on number one, Wolverine. Dan, anything stand out to you there? Here's what I'll say about uh, this bracket especially, is that I think that Wolverine walks through it. He just claws through it, no problem in any way, shape, or form. I don't see anybody putting up a fight. Um, yeah, so so that's what I'll say. I think that Wolverine walks away from it. There are some uh, strong competitors in here. Luke Cage, you said, is in this one? Yeah, number 11. Yeah. Up against think, Cyclops. Okay. I think that that's going to be an interesting fight in our tournament. It would right, not be right. that interesting of a fight in the comic book world, though. Um, <laughs> so, 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 so what are you using as the basis for who wins and loses if you're okay. not placing it within the context of popularity? Oh, OK. And Thor was in this group, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Thor wins. Chris Helmsworth looks great with that shirt on. He's true. And he's the number two seed. <laughs> and, and if you're talking about no comic book pe- people, not necessarily being in comic books, Chris Hemsworth walks through this thing. That's easy. a great point. And, and because the, the, you're thinking about Wolverine in terms of Hugh Jackman, that's over. That was years ago. People still love him. But Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth is still happening now. And just your regular run of the mill guys want to be him. Women want to be with him. That, that's a fair perspective. We were talking earlier about how um, like the matchups that I thought we were having, there were some really <laughs> cool ones because there were like some direct com- competitors. Like um, I thought Cyclops was going against Rocket R- Raccoon. And I was like, man, that's one that Rocket could really seriously yep. take. Mine are wrong. And back to the Thor thing, isn't the Thor book? The Thor books are kind of hot right now too, right? I don't. Are they, do they still have some heat? I don't, I don't know because uh, I, I don't collect comics anymore. When my son and I went to a convention for the first time a couple of mm-hmm. years ago, um, it was then that I decided I, that I really loved meeting the people who create the stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want, at 50 years old, I don't want to collect things anymore that I stick into a box and I never look at. Yeah. And so I started buying prints from artists and just having the experience of meeting them, putting that on my wall. And when I look at it, I appreciate the art. Plus I remember meeting them and talking to them. So that's where I'm at. So I don't collect anymore. So I don't know. if I, th- I think Thor is a fairly popular comic book right now too. I think the, somebody re- recommended to me the other Jason Aaron just came off a really popular run. And then there's someone else rec- told me that the new one is really good too. So he might have the edge there too. Cause what in comics do people still care about Wolverine? I don't know. I mean, he'll always maintain a certain popularity right. because he's just one of those guys now. Right. But uh, I don't know. I really think also that in the comics, when you and I were getting into it, Wolverine was not a major character when I first started reading. He was yeah. just one of the X-Men. He was, and, and, and I loved him. And then he got popular. And then that four-issue miniseries came out with Frank Miller doing the cover yeah. and stuff. And he exploded. And pretty soon yeah. he was the Spider-Man where he was in every 
title that was <laughs> struggling. They'd throw yeah. Wolverine in there. And yeah. he became so popular that I think people like me, like I've, I've always loved him, but there was a time when I was like, okay, now everybody loves him. Now he's not as cool because everybody knows about him, you know? And like, yeah. and so there is a little bit of that too. So was Cyclops the big X-Man whenever like you were? He was up? their leader. Yeah. Okay. I'm about eight years younger than, than you, Rob. Okay. And so like, I always looked at Cyclops, Cyclops kind of a, like, like he was kind of a dick. Right. Right. Like, um, and Wolverine. Teacher's pet. Yeah. yeah. Teacher's pet. And, um, kind of entitled like yeah. i always felt he was kind of an entitled whereas wolverine and whiny at the same time precisely <laughs> yeah, you just nailed it whereas wolverine was like he was the underdog he was gritty but that was one of the reasons i always liked wolverine so much was that he was more of a real human being to me right like he was the guy that i wanted to cheer for whereas i kind of wanted cyclops to fail i'm glad your girlfriend died yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> to you anyway, man. <laughs> it's kind of your fault. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> boy, that's you know. Speaking of that, and the movies, and like like Dan said, we were talking a little bit uh, before the show started about how when those first X Men movies came out, and how the mo- the superhero movies that had come out before those were all pretty bad. It yeah. was really tough to make a good adaptation of a superhero movie. Those X-Men and movies even came for out. a good long while after the first X-Men movies yes. came out, they mm-hmm. were still really awful. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Agreed. I guess the Tobey Maguire ones came out and those, I still, those are still my favorite spider Yeah, me too. Still my favorite Spider-Man or at as least well. the first one. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. Where was I going? Oh, but that being said, as much as I love those X-Men movies, looking back at them, I don't enjoy them as much compared to what we're used to now. We're kind of like, these movies that they're coming out with now are amazing but it's that gene gray dark phoenix story that it, they just like they've tried three times to make movies yeah. of that and it, they just fail miserably every time and it's such a great story in the books yeah well because well, it's, it's it's allowed to build over years in sure. a comic book and what do you have you know between two or three movies f- f- five six hours right yeah yeah yeah. When Rob, whenever we were coming up with the contestants, I guess you will for this yes. or competitors yep. for this. That's the reason I mentioned I could see a uh, I could see an argument for separating Jean Grey from Phoenix. Sure. Of course, Dark Phoenix does not belong in this because this is superheroes. <laughs> right. But I could see the argument for separating Jean Grey and Phoenix. And now that we're down to sixty four, I'm kind of glad Phoenix didn't make it. Yeah. Um. I don't think that there's a chance that 1,500, 2,000 people in the Facebook group would recognize that difference between Gene yeah, Gray no. and Phoenix. Right. Um, and I think it would have been a wasted slot. But I did think that right. it was worthwhile to at least discuss. Right. Well, let's move on. We've got three more regionals, and, and I don't want to take all of John's evening. Um, <clears throat> not that we have to hurry through them, but we'll, we'll move on to the Manhattan regional. And in there, we've got Psylocke taken on hulk that's the 15 against the two number 10 is star lord playing number seven ant-man in a battle in a battle of the hyphenated names uh number 11 ghost rider uh, which is one of the prints that i own of john's that's hanging on my wall uh number six is who ghost rider is playing and that's Iceman. and we've got number 14 war machine playing number three daredevil 13th seated electra is playing the thing uh 12 is cable up against black widow at number five Number nine is Beast, up against number eight, Groot. And the 16 seed is Drax, the Destroyer, playing number one, Iron Man. Slat, what do you, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? No, I've heard of Iron Man. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for contributing. <laughs> John, did any of those jump out at you? Any of that? No, I'm still wondering if that last regional at that place, because it had lake in the title, I'm wondering if they have a lake monster in their uh, uh, regional history. They'll so say, we, yeah, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy wins it all, probably. Over Iron Man? Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Right. I mean, he owned that role, right? Like, yeah. Iron Man was not a big 
comic book character. And they're not even really especially good movies. He's just so charming. That exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as in in that role, like he is perfect. He is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I don't think anybody. Once again, I don't think anybody competes competes with the number one seed here. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that in my false ranking rankings, I had Storm versus Electra, and I thought that that was going to be a phenomenal matchup. Um, <laughs> but in reality, Storm is not facing Electra. It's no, Electra versus Electra versus Thing. 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 I think that that's a potential upset. Um, so the reason I think that's a potential upset is specifically because of the Netflix series of Daredevil. Right. Um, Electra got some play in that series. That was a very well-loved Netflix series. Yeah. Uh, it's been off for about, what, five years now? Something like that. But like, what's the last thing that Thing was in? Yeah. I, I, a bunch I, of bad movies. Speaking a bunch of bad, bad movies, movies. exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, and and when when thing was in those bad movies, it was thing was not represented very well either. Um, so I think that I think that there's a potential for a major upset there with Electra, and if it happened, I'd be pretty supportive of it. I've always I've liked Electra. Okay, I mean she's hot. She's sure. badass. Right. Um, it's always a good combination on your superhero. Yeah, absolutely. Hot and badass, right? Yeah. What more could you want? Um, and who was Ghost Rider facing? Iceman. The Flaming Skull versus the Iceman. I could see that as a... I could see Ghost Rider taking that yes. one, too. Yeah, like, I'd be pretty happy about that because Iceman was the next man, and I and I, I like him. But, man, Ghost Rider. I've always loved Ghost Rider since I was a kid. I, a those were some that my uncle. Those were some that my uncle handed down. So it's just such cool. a great visual. Like when they, uh, in the, it's been a few years now, but when they made Ghost Rider, that kid riding around in a charger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love a 1970 charger, but you have sure. a guy with a flaming skull and you put him inside of a hard top. It just doesn't make any sense visually. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's back. Yeah. He's back on a motorcycle now. Yeah. Yeah. Even That's though cool. I think it's a different dude, I don't. I don't remember Johnny Blaze. Was that was that the name of him? When yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think he's Johnny Blaze anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. So huh. that, that, those are the ones I'm going to be paying attention to. Okay, all right, all right. Let's jump up to the uh, friendly neighborhood regional. It depends on how the the LGBTQ and whatever the other isn't there another letter on the end of it. Yeah, no, I, I think they did add another uh, one, but I can't, because I Bobby being representation, maybe that's true. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Iceman yeah. is, uh, yeah, revealed somewhat recently, right? Was, oh, it's been a while. But has it? It's kind of like, was yeah. it one of those things that was kind of known? In, it's sort of hinted at, I think, here and there, maybe. Right. But yeah. And then and made it official. Like, yeah. And, and the, the, the MAGA people are still, and comic skate people are really irritated by it. So, right. Well, there's what? there's no there's no shortage of things that those guys will get their panties in a twist about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's our Dave Kingman coming through with the big swat on the yeah. Wayland Avenue. Yeah. All right. So as I mentioned, the next regional is the Friendly Neighborhood Regional, uh, number fifteen, Blade is up against number two, Black Panther. It's funny you say Dave Kingman, because when I was living in the city, uh, there was on every there was a bar that we would go to that sadly isn't there anymore. And every Sunday night we would go and watch baseball. And there's a group of baseball fans that would go and watch uh, uh, the Sunday night game and do baseball trivia during it. And Dave Kingman was the one you always threw out there if you didn't know the answer. That's and great. you were almost always right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Slat is our resident uh, trivia master. I mean, like yeah. legit, legit. He's a he's a trivia god in the St. Louis area. So, um, Slat, any any trivia? Do you, do you, do you guess Dave? Well, you don't guess, but do you see people guess Dave Kingman still to this day, or is that uh, have people forgotten Dave Dave Kingman? No, no, Dave Dave Kingman still comes up every now and then. Okay. But I will say this: I am, I am very good at trivia. However, 
comics and and the Marvel universe is kind of my trivia kryptonite. Yeah. So if if I'm at a trivia night, it's DC, right? Flat. Which is perfect. Kryptonite is perfect comment. <laughs> it's, the, it's so illustrative of his point. It's so great. But I, I was at a trivia night in, in Eliopolis, Illinois, and we were leading going into the last round, and the and the dang category was Marvel Universe. Oh. And, and, and we we got we got a one, and that's only because they allow you a mulligan every round, so you get a free answer every round, correct, no matter what. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great all right well as i mentioned uh we've got blade and black panther uh matching up in one of these and then we go number 10 quicksilver is against number seven nightcrawler the 11th seated namor is up against number six scarlet witch 14th seated iron fist is going up against the number three seed captain marvel we've got wasp at 13 taking mm-hmm. on storm at number four Number 12, Loki, is taken on number five, Human Torch. The number nine seed is Falcon, and he is playing number eight, Jean Grey. And you say, final... how did Loki get in there? He's not a superhero. He's a bad guy. Uh, that's, that is a great discussion point. Yes, it is. <laughs> but um, the last matchup here is Beta Ray Bill and Spider-Man. Okay, so those are the matchups. But uh, John... That I was wondering, I was going to ask you specifically about this one. Like, what are your thoughts? Because we talked about this in our seating committee um, and in the group when he was Loki was nominated by the group, and we had a little discussion about is he a hero? Because no, I don't, I don't consider he's him a hero myself. Completely self-interested. Right. Right. Yeah. No motivation to do any good for anyone else except for himself. No, no. Right. And even if he does something good for, like, in that one movie, he did something good for his brother he still twisted in the end and wound up on the throne on the throne of Asgard. Yep. Right. Faked his own death. And so, no, he's, it's always self-serving, self-serving. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is a thing, you know, though in the, at the beginning of Ragnarok, he did uh, try to uh, save Thor and everything by killing. uh, What's the bad guy's name again with the glove. Thanos. Not Michael Jackson. Thanos, yeah. Thanos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he and then got his neck. Did he need his neck broken or something in that movie? This, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, so when I ranked him, he ended up a number 12 seed. And, I, and I'm pretty sure that I was a big reason that he's not a lot higher because I ranked him almost last, if not last. I think. I think I might have ranked him 84th out of 84 for that reason, because I don't think that he belongs in the, in the list. Um, but um, I do think that he'll win. He's a 12 seed and he's playing a five seed, which is human torch. But I think based on the, the popularity of his character in the movies, people just love him. And Tom Hiddleston is it another, just like Robert Downey Jr. Just owns that character. Yep. yep. Yeah. And we've seen plenty of times in our group, people, not voting based on the criteria, simply voting on what they like. <laughs> and so uh, I would not be surprised at all here with this upset of a 12 beating a five in this case. And I'll just I, shake my head and just like... When I heard Loki, my first thought was, oh, he's one. And then second, I thought, but he's a bad guy. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Right? So, and I think most people... My first thought was, though, Tom Hiddleston, he's, he's going to win. Right. And I don't think mo- I don't think most of the people in our group are going to get past that first thought. <laughs> I think it's just going to be oh Loki, yep, like him because they're shallow and awful. Well, you know, <laughs> oh. that's staying in. <laughs> no, I've got to throw out there that I wholeheartedly agree that I think that this is a perfect setup, uh, perfect. Um, upset situation right Right. like who's loki going against human torch oh no doubt no contest no contest loki will absolutely win that in our tournament and that is a tragedy um it but it like i rated i just checked and i rated loki 62 and my reasoning for that and i remember thinking through this is that he's there where will other people rank him? Yeah. Not about whether or not he deserves to be there, but where will other people rank him? Yeah. Um, there was another one that I, th- who's Nightcrawler going against? 
Quicksilver. Not that's a, again, Nightcrawler is going to take that one easy. I hope so because Nightcrawler is one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. And um but Quicksilver did just have another appearance. He just made a an What's appearance on WandaVision. On yeah. And yeah. it was the good Quicksilver. So oh. I, I mean See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so that might give him a little bump. I mean, I still think you got to give that to Nightcrawler. Like even if um like there's people out there who their only experience, their only knowledge of Nightcrawler is from the X-Men movies right. themselves. And that Nightcrawler character had a, a key role in one of those movies. Yes. I don't remember which one it was. Right. Yeah. But that actor, he was a German, he had a German accent. Yeah. And like he killed that role. I really and, thought he did a good job. And even though like it wasn't a big role, it was key and he did a great job. And I think there's going to be enough people who remember that, that that's going to be what keeps not Nightcrawler over. Quicksilver. I kind of hope you're right. I hope you're right. Cause I kind of have a problem with Quicksilver in here as well, but um, yeah. not as much as Loki, not as much as Loki. Yeah. But also speaking of Quicksilver and WandaVision, Scarlet Witch <clears throat> is in this, is in this bracket as Scarlet Witch. Not as Wanda Maximoff, who and in the in Wandavision she hasn't went by Scarlet Witch yet, and so I'm wondering, even as popular as that is right now, I don't know, you know, if that if that makes a difference. Well, if, Scarlet if Witch and not a, Wanda Maximoff. If this was a if this was a competition of most powerful, oh my God, she'd be number yeah. one or number two in my yes. in my book, <laughs> yeah. number one or number two. Yeah. And the number, whoever was the other number one or number two would also be a chick. Sure. Captain Marvel. Right. That's just my yeah. two cents here. Totally. Um, well, you just sweep both of them aside by calling them chicks. <laughs> the most powerful chicks. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Like, those dames got some real pop. <laughs> <laughs> those skirts are nothing to mess with. <laughs> Like, I don't mean, I don't even mean to be derogatory about it. Right. But like, I'm trying to keep things a little bit even here. real tough frails. Those two characters, Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel, yeah. like th th that's what killed me about the, the, the final end game of MCU was that end scene where like they all gather around and it was a great feminist movement. And I uh, support this where Captain Marvel is holding, but they're like, we'll protect her. And I'm like, who needs to protect Captain Marvel? Right. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Why does Captain Marvel, you just two minutes ago, watched her fly through a, an, a complete starship yeah. and explode it. And now you think that a couple of Thanos' dudes are going to stop her? Right. Yeah. She needs protection. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a rant. Well, oh, she's in this. She's no, in I this regional you. as well. So, so totally <laughs> relevant. The, the, the one thing that I didn't like about that movie, I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't know why people bitched about it, but her her powers were so off the charts and ill defined. Yes. That I had no idea. Like you know, she's doing all of this crazy, you know, blowing up starships, and then she's getting her butt kicked at different times, and mm -hmm. then she shoots her finger at the spaceship, and suddenly it turns on and flies away. And it's like, what is? Is it a? Is she a Green Lantern? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. know what it was. But otherwise, I like Brie Larson. I like the movie. I like. Uh, I love that uh, the Captain Marvel from the '80s or '90s. Yeah. Mm -hmm like character i like that uh she was in it and they set that up for future things but it really bummed me out that i didn't know what the hell her powers were or weren't and that she was also so powerful that you know she could you know kick everybody's butt she didn't need anybody and thor can stand back you know yeah right. yep yeah and when i was it's like having superman in the justice league why do you need these other people right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and and Wanda Scarlet Witch, like when I was when I was really reading and I was collecting every Marvel title, and um, Scarlet Witch was almost a, a she was a minor character, 
with uh-huh. with just very average powers. And today she is just in the comics even where she yeah, just yeah. wiped out mutants just by uttering a phrase, no more mutants. And yeah. <laughs> like 99% of the mutants across the world just lost their powers. Like that is like an amazing where ability. Where did that happen? Or, um, it was in the House of X. Um, okay. And I just read it on Marvel Unlimited. I got another, I re-upped my subscription last month and, and so I read that. I think it was 2005, maybe okay. that happened, but um, yeah, just like her powers, then you like you you see what she can do there, and you just think there shouldn't even have been uh, a, an end game or or yeah, uh, right. Infinity right. War because she controls reality. <laughs> like, yeah, she, with Thanos, she just could have snapped with her mind, and he's gone. You know, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they turned her into so like half stone. The other day that she was she destroyed one of those stones while fending off Thanos with a gauntlet full of all the other ones. Right. right. It's like, holy crap. She's got, she carries the how, you know? Yeah. So, she's, yeah. She's incredible. Team like, her up with Captain Marvel and you don't need me the rest of them. No, no, it's exactly. And you like, just pray that Wanda doesn't lose her mind. That's what you're. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, like, like she is more powerful in comic books then vision is who is a stone right like like and and that just yeah and that just blows my mind yeah so anyway we haven't even got to vision yet has we have we no okay nope he's in the final one and so we'll we'll hit this uh this final one here the brooklyn regional and we see yeah represent number 15 number 15 havoc is going to take on number two, Professor X. Number 10 is Moon Knight, and he is playing number seven, Rogue. The 11th seated Rocket Raccoon is up against number six, Hawkeye. 14 is Bishop, and he is playing number three, Deadpool. The 13th seated Invisible Woman is playing number four, Silver Surfer. Kitty Pride is number 12, and she's up against Vision at number five. The ninth seed is Colossus, and he's playing number eight, Miles Morales. And the last game in the Brooklyn Regional is She-Hulk at number 16, taking on Captain America as the overall number one seed. What do you guys think about that? Anything jump out at you? The one that jumps out at me is who's who's Rogue going against? My man, Moon Knight. Yeah, that's that's the one that like when you said it, I that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I don't think Moon Knight is going to get the love he no. deserves. No. I think that even if the voters were purely comic book n- nerds, right? I think Rogue still takes that. Rogue's awesome. Rogue I mean, is I, awesome. I can't. I can't complain about Rogue beating Moon Knight as much <clears throat> as I love him. And I don't know, John, if you remember, but I had you draw me a Moon Knight on one of your Mary Marvel Marching Society sketch pads. So yeah. I got my Moon Knight up here, up on my wall. But he's he's my man. But he won't do I've well got the, in this the stack of the original series drawn by uh, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz right over here. I've I've been meaning to read it. Oh, that's awesome! That's mm-hmm. awesome. And he's supposedly getting his own Disney Plus show. Uh-huh. Um, it's been announced, but there's I haven't seen you know much of it since it was announced. But so he will gain popularity, which is why all the Moon Knight books are through the roof price wise why you could pick up you know four or five years ago you could get a werewolf by night with his first appearance for a few bucks and now it's thousands <laughs> because they announced he has a show is it really that high now oh it's high Holy it's God. it's way out of it's way out of my range now so yeah moon knight's my it's my guy there deadpool was another one that um hero would you say anti-hero maybe yeah yeah I, mean, I still think he's a hero. I mean, right. he's, yeah. he's a mercenary with a heart of gold, I guess. There you go. You know? Okay. All right. I can see that. I can see that. The the mercenary thing, I guess, was was my only was my only question, but definitely. If people are going from the movies, which is all I really know about him, is like in that one, he's he doesn't take money from people, and you know, there's that one girl who the guy is stalking her, and he goes and scares the crap out of him and doesn't accept her money. So right. Yeah, there's, there's an there's an altruistic sort of he's got a moral small scale altruistic sort of thing. I can live with that. 
my other favorite uh, because I said that you know X Men was what drew me in, and I first fell in love with Wolverine. And then as he blew up in popularity, um, man, Colossus and oh, Colossus. Uh, and Nightcrawler just became my favorites. <clears throat> but Colossus didn't really. Uh, there wasn't a lot of character development with him, not as much as Nightcrawler. It seemed like Nightcrawler had more depth to his character than Colossus, but I, I really liked them both. So I'm, I'm really interested in this number nine Colossus against number eight Miles Morales because the Into the Spider-Verse movie just, you know, it was really big. It was a lot of people were talking about and it's it. it's great. Yes, it's, it's fantastic. It's hands down one of the best, not just the best superhero movies. I mean, it's a great, you know, animated movie. Yes. I, I agree with that. And so I'm really interested to see just how that carries over. If Miles blows Colossus out of the water, I'll be thrilled. As much as I love Colossus, that will make me happy because it means that people appreciated that movie. Like I think it should be appreciated, you know? So what do you, John, what do you think about the, about the overall number one seed being Captain America? Do you think that's realistic do you think the general public would view captain america as a as a number one that's possible in the, in the marvel Chris universe Evans is pretty dreamy right <laughs> right yeah and i mean i guess like rob may i yeah so I, I i guess i would say that i really think that the top seven specifically okay are nailed they are the top seven are perfect as okay. far as popularity goes right and i think that number Just one order exactly and i think that overall number one versus overall number two is gonna happen it, we're gonna see captain america versus spider-man where where's punisher at well he's number four in his own regional i believe and that was the other one that I was going to bring up along those lines of hero, anti-hero. Yeah, uh, I see that. Not that he doesn't belong, because obviously he does good. Um, Eventually. But, but even like Punisher Almost accidentally, said, if you will. Even Punisher has said, like, don't, you know. Don't, don't praise me. Yeah. Like, yeah. you, you want to be like Captain America. Don't be like me. Yep. You know, but. That's part of what I, what, what I like so much about him. Yeah, he's cool that so so those were my, were my two cents i think it comes down to captain america versus spider-man and um maybe i wouldn't be, thor, I wouldn't be surprised if it's thor or iron man just based on the I, avengers yeah i could see that too but but i do think it ends up being captain america spider-man that's my okay john any final thoughts on the on the marvel tournament as we've talked about it nah. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, we, um, our next segment that we'll, we'll do is our staff selections, and this, this will wrap up our, uh, our talk about the Marvel stuff. So a staff selection, what we do here is um, each of us, if we have one, if we have a, a character that we wish would have made it into the field that, that isn't there, that's, this is when we talk about them. So um, I'll let you think, John. And uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck was on our list. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was on our list or, and didn't didn't make the field. We had eighty four possible. Thing. Man, man thing, thing was also on our field and a very underrated character, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my uncles had some man thing issues, so so I I read that growing up. <laughs> Dan, did you have one or did you? Did or you Doctor have... Strange was Doctor Strange on it? Yeah, Doctor Strange. Strange yep Dr. he's in okay that's yep. another character that comes about as close as i'm gonna get where oh dr strange has a new book coming out i'm gonna see check 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 out what dr strange is up to yeah i think mine would be um i was really pulling for for rom <laughs> i love people I love, love rom. oh man I'm in a Facebook group that's yeah. that's dedicated to rom and Pete and it's it's got a very dedicated fervent fan base um but I knew it wouldn't, I knew it wasn't going to make the field, but it's, he's the number one issue of Rom is the only comic that I have graded. Yeah. You want my staff selection, Rob? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Dave Kingman. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I do have a staff selection as well. Okay, go ahead. Um, my staff pick would have been Spider Gwen. I will admit that part of that is based on how much my four-year-old son likes him or likes her. Excuse me. Right. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, my son Augie, four and a half years old, just loves Spider-Man, loves comic books, loves no matter which one it is. Um, so, so that's the one that I I wish would have made the wish would have made the top sixty-four. I was going to throw out there since Marvel has the rights again, Conan could have been on that list. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't even on. I didn't even have him on the initial list. That's yeah. Hey, Rob, who do you, who do you have winning the whole tournament? Um, honestly, I in my head, I think it's Iron Man. Really? Yeah. The strength because of it, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, because he kicked off the MCU and is just such a central character, and he died. I just. Yeah, that's what I think will happen. I mean, I cried three times during Endgame. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even Dude. gonna lie. All right, John. I. I thank you so much. You've really given oh, us way more time than I than I than I could have ever hoped for, and and it was such a joy to talk to you. And we don't. I haven't talked actually talked to you talked since I met you in Memphis. So this was cool just to get to chat, and uh, uh, so I really appreciate it. Um, before before we let you go though, tell us like where folks can check you out, like uh, where they can find you on social media. And um, well, I'm on Twitter as at him, what jolts. And then on Instagram, I'm on Jolton Johnny Lucas. And I have a Facebook page that's John Jolton Johnny Lucas. And then and, my, you know, my Patreon, if you want to throw a few bucks my way, help a starving artist. And again, I can testify that, I mean, I, I throw, I throw a few bucks over there every, every month and it's been God well, bless. well worth it. And so um, I would really recommend that because you got to check out the thing that cannot be named and that we're looking forward to seeing someday. Maybe I'm on the last issue now. So, uh, and uh, some of the other, uh, other artists that are doing stories in them too uh are starting to the, the artwork is starting to come in so i'm getting close so hopefully it will be announced soon sweet looking forward to that all right hey thanks again really appreciate your time no good talking to you guys all right thanks, have a good night all right take care i don't know how to get out of here all right <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect that was perfect <laughs> love it all right, so you want to uh, review the love song tournament real quick? <laughs> yeah. Do we want to? I mean, I, I got just... some. I got some words I want to say. That's for okay. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some words I want to say. And Slat has been hanging in there like a champ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the whole thing. He might have taken a nap. Let's be honest here. You're can't on mute, you or we can't hear you. One or the other. Maybe he was talking that whole time and we just couldn't hear what he said. <laughs> <laughs> He's dropping some knowledge. And uh, All right. So while Slap figures out his sound, what words do you want to say about the love song tournament? Here, here's my thing. And so it turns out that Journey won first place and third place. Is that correct? That is correct. And then Ario Speedwagon took second place. And Elvis took fourth place. Correct. One half of baby boomers and one half of Gen Xers love Journey and love REO Speedwagon. Right. Every single other facet of every generation hates Journey and REO Speedwagon, are just absolutely positively annoyed by how corny and tacky their music is. Those two bands finishing the way they did is great for this tournament. Congratulations. <laughs> Are they the greatest love songs ever? No, no, they are not. But the voters have voted. And there's probably no coincidence that um... A, a pretty sizable chunk of our group came in because we were having a best song of the eighties tournament. Oh, 100%. You know? I mean, 100%. Journey, won, Journey won that as well. Yeah. And so, 
and I and I'm not going to disparage those those folks. I'm not going to disparage them at all. Um, you got what you wanted, and right, and that's what it is. If you don't that's like what it, it is. you've got to invite people in who are going to vote similarly to you. You know. Yep. Or and, different. And here's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is this: people aren't voting on the topic. The topic was right. greatest love song. People voted for Journey. Oh, I love Journey. I love Bon Jovi. Right. They didn't look at the song itself. I hate Journey. Right. If there would have been a good Journey right. song going up against a group that I loved, I would have voted for the Journey song. I'm trying right. to choose the best song, not my favorite artist. Yeah. But yeah. we've had that in other tournaments too. But yet in, other, in some tournaments like Greatest Board Game, the group did what they were supposed to do. Right. Nobody likes Monopoly. Nobody. Right. But it should have won that tournament. Right. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. What you were talking about, the, the greatest love song, and, and and is it the greatest? Like, what came to my mind as a result was how well Caddyshack did in greatest sports movie. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Right. No, that is not true. But it's how the group voted, and that's what they're, that's what we're here for. Is, yep. is for them and the and the most people voted for that so it is you know that's what it was yeah and i will support that and 100 percent right believe and say that's how the folks voted yeah that's what matters yeah but don't agree with that <laughs> i don't agree with it at all at all at last, um, at last was my number one. Um, and, you know. And if. Oh, it's such a good song. It is such a. I could have made a solid argument for like at least two other Etta James songs to be added to the list. Leave your hat on, which is one of the. Say, now, if you listen to those lyrics, that is a sexual song. It is. Ooh. Oh, we gonna do some stuff tonight, songs. That's what "Leave Your Hat On" is about. Yeah, Slat, you got anything on the that you want to say outside of the people not voting on the topic, which is how right. we do it? Well, yeah, the thing about this love song tournament is it was such a broad category, right? And even within the seating committee, which I know Dan was not a part of, we had a lot of debates about what is indeed a love song. Yeah. You know, for example, I know one of Rob's criteria was if it's an if it's an upbeat feel good song, it doesn't meet Rob's criteria to be a love song. Um, and then it's also something I found interesting is how people can two different people, multiple people can hear the same song and then hear different things. We had that that talk in the group about uh, in the uh, seating committee about more than words by extreme where there was a faction of the group that's like, this is about a guy saying, if you don't put out, you don't love me. And I was on the other faction saying, that's not at all what he's saying. He's saying, open the, open the car door for me, take out the trash, you know, do nice things. And it's just amazing how people can interpret the same words differently, but that's what makes music great. Well, against all odds, like, right how consistent was i against against all odds being a love right. song it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like let's get it on is let's yeah. get it on a good song yes and do i want that song playing in the background if i'm getting it on yes yeah sure it's not a love song no <laughs> no it's a song about getting it on yep right. <laughs> it's right in the title um so journey ario speedwagon elvis journey folks okay all right <laughs> if if you say so <laughs> we'll but file it, it away and move on to marvel superheroes yep <laughs> it, it, it fits right with our group right from day one dan i know if you hear from day one when we did greatest movie villain and we had an overall unanimous number one seed that didn't win the tournament so right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay, I was not part of that. Who was that? We we had overall number one seed, move greatest movie villain. It was unanimous with the seating committee. Darth Vader. Oh, we didn't think that it was fair. going to be close. We thought it was a. Uh, this is Darth Vader and everyone else. 
I literally texted Rob at one point and said, are we putting together a tournament to see who Darth Vader beats in the finals? Is that the purpose of this tournament? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he lost in the finals. So, <laughs> okay. Who, who did Darth Vader lose to? Uh, journey. <laughs> like, I can tell you this this podcast for the first hour and a half I felt like I had the Spanish language selection up on my TV and and finally I found the English button so that was, at least <laughs> that wraps up today's episode we hope you'll join us and vote on your favorite Marvel superhero in our Facebook group Pop Culture Tournaments you can also follow our podcast page on Facebook. If you'd like to write this to the show, you can do so at popculturetournaments at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, please consider giving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the show, and we'd appreciate it very much. And if you leave a review, we may read it on a future show. Please enjoy the greatest Marvel superhero tournament. On behalf of our seating committee and the awesome members of our group, this is Rob. I'm Slat. I'm Dan. And we'll talk to you next time.